Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. And welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So this podcast, I recorded probably about eight months ago. I recorded it absolutely ages ago and I completely forgot about it. And I think at the time I thought I'm going to record it. And then when I'm like, I feel in a good place to share it again, I will share it. And I completely forgot about it. When I was looking through our bank of podcasts, I was like, oh my God, listen to it and thought, yep, we're good to put that out. I'm talking about my experience of managing a fa- what I felt at the time was a failing project. And I think it's really important that when we have our own platform, not just to use it to bleat about how amazing <laughs> that we think that we are. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes you drop the ball. Sometimes I make mistakes and I did drop the ball. I'm really pleased to say I've not made that mistake again since recording, since that project and since recording the podcast. So I'll say enjoy. It's more just heed my advice. And I'd love to know if you've got any feedback about this. Have you ever made a mistake? Can you relate to any of this? What things have you put in place to ensure the highest project delivery you can moving forward. Yeah, any advice, I'm always learning. Any advice will always be gratefully received. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So I have titled this episode, What to Do When Your Project is Failing, because I feel like at the time of recording, I am in this space now. And I often ask people that come on to the Business of Healthcare podcast to share moments of failure. And when they do, often it doesn't, it feels like, A, they're not being completely honest. And I get it because you don't want to come on and record something which is going to make you look stupid or, you know, affect your reputation or risk your business or risk your, put any negative spin on your organisation. So I totally get it. But I think it's really important that we share. And if you're a regular listener, I always will be honest with you. I've got nothing to hide. If you want to come on and work with me in the future, that would be amazing. If you don't, that is also good. So let's jump in. So I have had a project and from day one, I knew it was going to be a challenge. 
So already there were red flags when I scoped out the project and I ignored them. So, you know, and this is about me taking radical responsibility. From the moment I started speaking to the client, I knew that this would be a challenge. So I I shouldn't, I shouldn't be surprised (laughs) that I'm here now, still challenged, still feeling challenged, still struggling. So lesson number one, trust your instinct. Don't ignore that gut feeling. Okay. Now it, that experience, this experience has made me really revise who I'm best qualified to work with. And the business is in a really good position where I don't just have to say yes, if it's not right, it's a no. And if you don't have your own business and you work in an organisation and you're asked to lead a project, I think the same rules apply there may you, but you may feel like you can't say no. But when you scope out the project, don't ignore the red flags. So really think about what can you do to mitigate these risks, to reduce the risks. And again, this was something I didn't do. And it's so interesting. I've got two projects on the go that started around the same time. And it's like all of the less, all the things I, I'm not doing in one project I did without thinking in the other project. I I don't know where my head was because I know this stuff. I know better. And in one client, I'm following the rule book. And in the other one, don't ask me why, but I just didn't. Yeah, I kick, I'm bloody kicking myself. So if you've got red flags and you want to take on the project, make sure you highlight, make sure you write down the risks, you think about ways to mitigate it and you discuss that with your project sponsors or your client and just be really upfront and honest. Okay, the other lesson learned, so we've discussed, trust your instinct, highlight the risks. Number three, allow more time than you think you're going to need. There is inevitably in healthcare, in my experience, there is scope creep or there's delays in communication when you are trying to mobilize multiple organizations. Everybody operates at different speeds and that's okay. We know this, but if somebody is pushing you to to a certain time frame, but you have got a solid track record in doing this. This is based on your experience. You want to allow more time. So if someone's saying this needs to be delivered in a week, you double it. If they're saying, you know, a month, double it. If it finishes early, then fantastic, amazing. But what you don't want to do is set an unrealistic time frame, and then don't be surprised if you can't hit it. Okay, so be really mindful of timeframes. Start scoping your project now. Start communicating the vision for your project now and keep communicating the vision for your project all the way through. Okay, even if it gets hard, even if you think people aren't listening, do not stop communicating the vision and the progress you are making or the lack of progress you are making and why. Communication is key. And again, I talk about this all of the time. And for some reason, I assumed 
And for, even though we did communicate when I'm being radically honest with myself and taking radical responsibility, could I have done better? Yes, I could have done. Okay, so <laughs> lots of lessons learned. I hope you're making notes. I wrote a blog, I think initially back in 2017, I updated it in 2018 and the blog was called What to Do When Your Project is Failing. And one of my insights was get out of your own way. So I'm reading this. It's easy for your confidence to be dented when things aren't going your way. If you're anything like me, you always want to do your best and launch into a personal attack on your abilities when mistakes are made, even if they aren't always your fault. Don't do this, I write in capital letters. Not only does this waste time, but it will keep you where you are instead of where you need to be. Talk to a friend or colleague and then move on. Now, I did do this. I did the first bit. I personally attacked myself. I beated myself up. And and I did this. I I beated myself up. I was a bit like, Tara, you've got a podcast. You're out on social media. You're writing a blog. It's like how not to do this and how not to do that. And you are making these mistakes. Like you are going to see these people you are working with and it's not going very well in different environments, they potentially, this is what I was telling myself, they're going to tell everybody how crap you are. And I got really upset. Like I want to do a good job. I need to do a good job. This is my business. It. I take no pleasure. Like I want to leave everybody blown away. And when I don't do a good job, I know that I'm not, I'm not deluded. So I built this up, like we've all got this spotlight syndrome, like everyone cares <laughs> what we do. And obviously your clients and your colleagues do care, but I had taken it one step further, like the whole world thought I wasn't worth it. Um, so then I spoke to my coach and I've read this book, we've read this book a few times and it's called The Four Agreements. And the authors are Don Miguel Ruiz. Apologies if I've butchered your lovely name, Janet Mills and Nicholas Wilton. And in this book, the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. So through with my coach, we went through like, have I been impeccable with my word? And if I'm being radically honest, I'm taking radical responsibilities. No, I let the ball drop. Number two, the second agreement is don't take anything personally, as I discussed with my coach. Am I taking things personally? Absolutely. Everything is personal. <laughs> like Everything. Everything is about me. And obviously it's not. Of course it isn't. Number three, don't make assumptions. Tara, have I made assumptions about what people know? Have I made assumptions? Hmm, yes, I have. Number four, always do your best. And this was a hard one. It's like, am I doing my best? And it was kind of like, Yes and no, I could do better. I could do better. And this was a really hard one. My intentions are good. I have the best intentions, but it just wasn't, I just, nothing, it wasn't teed up as much as I would have liked. And when I compare my approach in other projects, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. And then she also said, you know, it's it's amazing, Tara, that you are taking radical responsibilities for your own actions. But is it true you need to take respons radical responsibility for everybody's actions? And I was like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> 
initially, she just kept saying to me, is it true, Tara? Is it true? Is it true? And I was just like, yes, yes. And she kept asking me, Tara, is it true that you are responsible for everybody's actions in this project? And I was like, well, no, you can only take responsible for your own actions. And in a collaborative endeavour, and going back to our vision and, and going back to our mission, we can't do the project for you. We do the project with you. And when I think about our portfolio of clients today, the best projects are when they are truly collaborative, when you've got other people to spot your blind spots, you can be honest, it's constructive, you feel like you're on the same team and that you will want to succeed. And that and when you don't have that, when you feel like you're not all on the same team, those projects are the hardest. And you can scope it out all you like. Sometimes it does happen. And, you know, there is, it's not as aligned as you would like. And sometimes you don't know that until you're in a project. It's very rare. I think I've spoke about this before. I've probably in nearly seven years, I've had maybe four projects that haven't gone to plan. And in the grand scheme of things, when I think of how many clients we've had, it, it's, you know, that failure rate is, is probably acceptable, but it's really hard to take because people are spending their time, their money, they need you to deliver, the pressure is on them. It's really hard. You want a 100% success rate. It's that feeling of, you know, like, when you're winning, you don't really appreciate it. When you're losing, gosh, it hurts. But going back to the point in my blog, which the second point was get out of your own way, you know, don't beat yourself up. Take responsibility for your actions. You can't take responsibility for other people's actions. Speak to a trusted friend, colleague or coach. Work it through and then move forward and revise your plan. So that's what we did. We revised the plan. We drafted in some more help, some more expertise, and we got the project back on track. But my ego is still dented. I'm not going to lie. And then the last thing is I'd say is the lesson that I have learned is just to speak up. And sometimes that can be really, really difficult. But if you don't speak up, people you're making assumptions, people will know what you're thinking, you're making the assumption that you can carry on without full disclosure around certain situations. So if you feel like the goalposts keep moving, and I'm not saying anything, no wonder I'm going to find that situation challenging. And I think it's just so many times. And in this client, when I was employed, you know, you just kind of like, okay, you know, like you just don't say anything. Okay, you're right. That's okay. And you just kind of suck it up. And I think that we're past that stage. They don't have to agree with you. They don't have to take on board your suggestions, but at least you spoke up. Do not stay silent as difficult as it is prepare yourself for the meeting, make sure you've got your facts, make sure you come with solutions, um, possible alternatives, um, but don't stay silent. And that would be, yeah, that's a lesson that I have learned. And this is how you learn. You can never be, you can never become better 
if you don't mess up sometimes, if you don't ever make a mistake, you cannot go through life and everything you touch turn to gold. Like it is impossible or you're just not playing big enough. So this is a lesson, a hard lesson, a lesson that will benefit all my other clients moving forwards. And I'm pleased to share that I left the client on a good note. The project was delivered. But yeah, it was important for me to record this. So to summarise, trust your instincts at the beginning of a project. Don't forget to highlight the risks and put in a plan to mitigate these. Do not stop communicating the vision of your project and providing progress updates. Get out of your own way when the project isn't going well. Don't beat yourself up. Hold yourself radically accountable for your actions, but you can't hold yourself accountable for everybody's actions. Read the book, (laughs) The Four Agreements, and ask yourself, and and it's a daily practice of asking yourself, are you being impeccable with your word? Are you trying your best? Are you making assumptions? And are you taking things personally? And seek guidance from a friend, a coach, a mentor. Revise your plan and always speak up. I really hope that you appreciated my vulnerability and I really do hope some of this helps you and I hope you can learn from some of my mistakes. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five star review. I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.